Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Business Owners Club podcast. Uh, my name is Gary. I'm the creative director here at Capital Content, and I am joined by Hannah from Toddle. Hi, Hannah. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm a little bit chilly. How about yourself? Also chilly, but <laughs> yeah. otherwise well. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, thanks very much for jumping on uh, this episode. Um, the Business Owners Club is all a bit of a uh, kind of a knowledge share. You know, the, there's a lot of unemployment out around the country at the moment. And what we're trying to do here at the Business Owners Club is help people go from uh, unemployed to self-employed. And we want to share all of the knowledge that you and I and all of the other business owners, all of the challenges that we've had to overcome over the however many months and years that we've been trying to, you know, earn a crust by doing it ourselves. Uh, so let's crack straight on. Um, Toddle, who are they? Who are you? What, what do they do? Give me, give me the, give me the rundown. Yeah. So, um, I'm Hannah and I was in the RAF for 10 years and um, whilst I was in the RAF I was very adventurous I loved outdoor sports um, I was really into all that stuff and then I became a mum and I'd take my kids out hiking skiing whatever and they would get really sort of windburnt cheeks and chapped lips and that is how uh, my toiletries cosmetic company Toddle Skincare started because I started making a lip balm in my kitchen and at this time I was still in the RAF so I was sort of making them simultaneously whilst um, having a full-time job and it was quite full-on and I had my son as well so I decided to leave because the business really started to grow um, and yeah that's when I started doing a proper business plan going after investment doing proper market research and that that all that sort of activity was about two years ago and your, your notice period when you leave the RAF is a whole year so um, yeah lots of furious activity happening and then I left to start it properly uh, we got 150 grand investment in our seed round and that really that was the catalyst really for the company to start to scale up um, the MOQs minimum order quantities and skincare are quite large um, so that was quite necessary to get that that cash injection in to really you, get you needed going. that funding to kind of kick yeah, start it, right definitely and um yeah so we you know it was a year and a half then of research development skincare is is quite tricky to do it differently to be innovative um, and to make sure it works and to make it as natural as possible you know that there are lots of things we needed to try and achieve with, with our products so a year and a half of working with commercial labs working with Bindle University and Wrexham um, with their microbiologists um, and working with a few other academics as well to try and make the best products that we could and then we launched in March which March is, 2020 um, yeah wow. yeah um remember when the, when the plague started yeah. uh so it was a it was a blessing and a curse it was um it was very good because we are we had an e-commerce platform already so we were perfectly able to sell direct to consumer um it meant that i could work solo in lockdown as long as the post office remained open and actually we made more money in that first month than we ever dreamed that we could because we sell a hand sanitizer oh, right. so yeah it was um rather luck than judgment that the business really <laughs> started yeah. So it's so well. Um, it's not my business acumen. It's just having a hand gel during a pandemic. Yeah, right. And, and that lead up to it as well, because it's like obviously people scrambled and were like, "Man, we need to make hand gel." Uh, whereas you had spent the previous eighteen months trying to make a hand gel, not necessarily for a pandemic, <laughs> just for your own yeah. product range, right? And it just happened that March, everybody under the sun needed a hand gel, hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was very fortunate and it was a great start and it, it meant that we had, you know, cash in the company fairly immediately so that we could do other things as well. So future product development, uh, bringing new members of staff, 
So, I mean, we started the year with three members of staff. We're now at six. Wow. And um, yeah, we're pretty busy. The, the, the product development is going really well. We're not just um, reliant now on the hand gel either. In fact, it's not our best seller at the moment. Our other products are because we got the brand out there with the hand gel yeah. and people came to know us. And, and what we offer is great customer service. Uh, we, we do offer natural, very high quality products. And so just to introduce the consumer to our best-selling product they then want to get involved with the others so i've got a whole bunch of questions so the first thing really is obviously the the birth of this product came from you going out uh, outdoor activities with your kids chap lips that kind of stuff right yeah Uh, why did you make your own and not go to the shop and, and buy something from boots yeah, so I did a lot of um, a lot of research, and are you are you the kind of person that does a lot of research for stuff anyway, or yeah, did you ha- or did you have it in your head that you, you there was always this inkling that you wanted to start a business prior? You just didn't know it was you know lip balm, for example. I didn't particularly want to start a business. I was quite happy with my career in the RAF. I was doing quite well. Um, I it was it was because I couldn't find a baby lip balm I couldn't find a lip balm that worked on baby dribble that sort of moist lip situation Um, and if I did find one that worked they would explicitly say they weren't for under threes so at the time stuff like Bistex, Carmex and stuff that really worked had stuff in it that wasn't suitable for under threes Um, and my son has quite sensitive skin so it was quite a specific um, quest I was on to sort of sort my um, son's skin out and then, yeah, I started making my own. And then at baby groups, people started asking after it. Um, and I also was annoyed. I kept losing my hand gel. So I, I made like a little um, strap thing, which I then attached it onto my bag. And it, it, I guess it looked quite professional. People started saying, where did you get that from? And that's why we, we use our toggle, toggle, toddle, toggle <laughs> to attach <laughs> the products onto stuff. So um, every product, um, the smaller ones come with that. So, that, so I was sort of solving two problems. Yeah. And they were both skincare related. And then, um, and purely I just from stuff that you're doing yourself as well. It's not that you know you thought to yourself, there is a problem I need to solve with regard to losing bottles. It's like you mm. solved that problem personally, but then, yeah. you, but then you created a product from that. It, it, you know, uh, revenue wasn't that first thought, right? No. It was more about problem solving for the community, yeah. specifically for yourself, but a wider community. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think that. Um, I mean, the business is going pretty well at the moment. And I think that is because we've solved a genuine problem. I solved a problem I genuinely had. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to start a business. And so I went, oh God, what problem can I solve? Yeah. Um, I think it was, it sort of, yeah, it came out of a genuine need. And I think that's a, that is a good way to start a business because you genuinely feel passionate that other people might also want to have this solution. Absolutely. You haven't um, created the problem. No. The problem already yeah. existed, right? There's, there's a lot of people or there's a lot of products out there where they highlight a problem that no one knew was a problem beforehand, right? And maybe if, their if revenue or sales weren't that much. Yeah, if you have to educate people um, through your marketing on what the problem is to begin with, you, that's that's just a whole other mountain to climb. Yeah. Whereas if they've already got the problem and all you have to communicate in your marketing is here's the solution, yeah, it's it's just so much easier. Yeah. Because we, we've had some... Um, you know we we try we're trying to run a lean startup model so what we try and do is get the product to market as quickly as possible the mvp to market Mm -hmm. test it test it test it what did the consumer how were the sales i mean there's no greater metric is there really absolutely and obviously we can do that for our website we can do that through some of our drop shipping that we we do as well and then you take the stuff away that isn't and we've had stuff that hasn't performed that well and then we've had stuff that you know has performed quite well yeah um so we 
yeah, it's very important to provide obviously what the consumer needs. Um, and I think that's where some some business owners go wrong. And, and potentially where I've probably gone wrong in the past is you you believe so much in a product and your ego sort of takes over. Like, I know this is great. Well, if you're not making the sales, it's not. Absolutely. So I think that's that's so important to park your ego. S- self-reflection, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and before we get onto the challenge, let's talk about the personnel side. So you said that you kind of started with three staff, yeah. yourself and two mm-hmm. others, uh, and now you're at six. Yeah. Started the business in the pandemic. Grew, you know, in the last what nine, ten months, doubled yeah. the amount of people, right? Uh, how, how has that been? You know, is it? Have you had to go through a recruitment process? Have you had mm. to try and company culture? Awful phrase that everyone uses all the time. Yeah. And do, you know, or do you have to look at the values? Obviously, this is a natural skincare product line. Mm. That there needs to be values in the personnel or the business that match that. Otherwise, you have staff churn, or you don't keep mm. that company cu- culture. You know, ha- was it a str- has it been a struggle over the past ten months to double the size yeah. of the team? Yes, yeah, it's been my biggest challenge for sure. Recruitment is very hard to get right anyway. Um, I just don't think I've got a master's in HR. I worked in HR when I was in the RAF. I I really should know a lot about recruitment. And even knowing the theory as I do, it's so difficult to get the right person, especially for a startup. You need people who have more initiative than the average person who were willing to work less for less money um, than a person of their caliber and with their experience. And when you find them, they're, they're an absolute gem. And I've been so lucky with the people I found. I found incredibly hardworking people who are willing to sort of come on the business journey, who are really part of the toddle, who really get that company's sort of ethos and culture. And the way I've tried to foster that is I try and talk to them a lot. We're on Zoom every day. Um, you know, I try and I really try and practice what I preach. So if people need hospital appointments, need to go and do an MOT, if people need to take a break from work for whatever reason, it's just you pick your own hours. And I think you can talk all you want about company culture. You can write as many, you know, policy documents. And yeah, doctrine. you can play as many games of table football and get exactly. you know, get three beanbags in. Somebody's got to pick up a child from school and you're monking at them because, well, well hang on, what about your hours? What about this time yeah. sheet? You're not, you're not living it. So I just try and just as much as I can. I, I mean, I, to answer your question, I find it very, very hard to manage staff um, at a distance. I'm an extrovert. I'm, you know, Myers Briggs. I'm an ENTJ. I need to be around people. I thrive off people. I really like chatting to people. I'm interested in people. And so for me, all this remote working is just, it's necessary. And we're, we're doing it. But yeah. I would I really really would much prefer to have my team around me and see them and Absolutely. you know and all and all that tacit knowledge you get from just being all that yeah, and, and there's being a, in a chemistry with... as well I'm exactly the same right we mm. are a creative agency and it's difficult to have that creative you know like I said chemistry over video right we we actually now test ourselves privately quite regularly so we can all be in the same office I'll be in the same studio because our creative ideas are driven when we're all together. Uh, like I said, it, uh, and I'm I'm also an extrovert, and I, I do a lot of the sales or relationship building uh, when trying to grow the business. And I miss that face to face element. You know, I'm really you know my key skill is building relationship face to face, shaking hands, sitting someone with a coffee for twenty minutes, yeah. and delivering my spiel and the, what we it's an inside joke but the gary show which i put on the gary show for 20 minutes and I come away and someone's bought you know a whole bunch of content from us um so mm-hmm. I, I may have already uh, pulled the answer out of you but f- like i said the the aim of the business owners club 
podcast is a knowledge share to help people overcome certain challenges within businesses what, what challenge you know do what is there a specific challenge you want to chat about apart from recruitment yeah. you know, what, what's been one of the challenges over the past nine months I, I think one of the biggest challenges is the ability to handle change and I I do feel quite fortunate that I spent 10 years in the military because um, there's always the old adage that no plan survives first contact. So the, one of the only things we ever knew in the military is you don't know anything. You don't know what's going to change. You're even down to stupid stuff like, oh, they, they say you're going to pick you up from this exercise at one. They don't show up till five or at all. Um, so I'm very used to, to change. I'm very used to sort of um, looking at a company and thinking, how can we lean things? How can we improve things? And, and nobody really likes change. So it's 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 been a wonderful skill over these last nine months. But it, it is a challenge. It is a challenge to because we were meant to be 80 percent retail, our business model and 20 percent direct consumer. And now at the moment, we're just starting to build back up the retail again. But all our shops shut yeah. and even even the shops that weren't shutting, they weren't changing their range plans. They weren't getting new products on board. So we're in this position where. Our website was okay, um, but it wasn't a, to rely on our website as our main revenue maker, it, it was just not good enough. So our biggest challenge these last nine months have been pivoting to um, become a main e-commerce business, um, doing the drop shipping, which um, we we got a new member of staff in to help with that. Um, and, and trying to make sure that all of our acquisition channels to our e-commerce platforms were we're fairly balanced um, so we're not just relying on Facebook ads we're not just relying on Google um, PPC and I think we didn't have the expertise in-house to do that so it's building relationships with contractors and freelancers that yeah. can you know uh, perform these tasks and get us to where we need to be there's a lot of data learning that needs to happen so inevitably it, you know it takes two three months yeah. to even start to to get your your return on ad spend really yeah. with, with some of those platforms. You've got a great idea for a podcast. You've recorded it on your phone or you've used our podcast creator pack. But now you want it on Spotify for everyone to listen to, right? Well, for £199, VidPix will make it happen. Use our basics guide to get started. Then record up to four episodes using your phone, upload to us, and we'll do the rest. We'll add a professional jingle, make sure it sounds great throughout, add custom artwork, and send back a link to listen on Spotify. So, what are you waiting for? Make it happen. I guess that, you know, from the 15 minutes that we've been chatting, I think you're very process driven, right? You know, I think yeah. it's very, you know, this is the problem that I need to solve. This is where the products derive from. How has it been? And it's probably been, I'm assuming, relatively easy for you to let go of some of those tasks. If you are Toddle, yeah. if it's Toddle came from you emotionally, how yeah. has it been? for you letting go of certain responsibilities to these other five staff members or other contractors or whatever? Yeah. So I, I'm going on about the RAF again. I'm not here to recruit people into the <laughs> RAF. Sounds like I am. I don't get paid any commission. But we, it was really, really force fed into us that you have to delegate. You, you are the, the sum of your team. And if you cannot do everything yourself, if you've got a team of my first job, I had a team of 600 people. Um, cause we were looking after trainees as well. Um, well, so the team was about 30 and the trainees, you know, anyway, there were a lot of people. So I, I could not look after that amount of people is what I'm saying. I had to rely on my team. Um, 
the, the difficult thing when you run a startup relying on your team is that at the very beginning, it was just me. So I was marketing, I was HR, I was sales, I was logistics, I was everything. I was wearing every single hat. Yeah. And very slowly, you need to give those hats to other people. And it's the speed you do it. And it's, it's ensuring that those people are empowered and feel confident enough to take the role on. And you do need to accept that you need to accept it might not look like you wanted it to look and that can be bad but it can also be really good i mean the, the dream is you recruit people who are better than you at that thing absolutely so I, just... I had a boss ages ago and he always said he always said to me um uh, don't be the smartest person in the room because you know i don't want to employ people that i know more for, than because yeah. otherwise we're never going to progress bit more than me you know i need to you yeah. know i pulled on a market manager that knew way more about marketing than i ever did or will mm. and that will progress the business because i don't want to be the smartest i'm i'm the i'm the what's it, the conductor for one of the I'm, phrase. I'm quite yeah put, and that's, that's that's exactly how i feel i love to be told i'm wrong and i love to be told what to do i like myself coming to me and saying yeah. we need to do that we need to do this next like there's this opportunity i've done this bit of research we should be going here i absolutely i want a business that works i don't want to be right all the time and i think the businesses i've seen fail over the last two years have been the ego has got in the way i know i'm right i know this yeah. will work when evidence would suggest no absolutely. so i totally agree with you if you can if you the, the, tr the challenge is recruiting those people when you don't have the money to give them when yeah. you're a startup and you need to sell the dream you yeah, need to they sell need to believe this is... in you that's yeah. right um so why should someone start a business and i, I think you know you and toddle are a great example of pulling experience and knowledge from your current career and applying that to creating a business that solves a problem that you wanted solving and then generating revenue as a fortunate byproduct. Not necessarily mm. specifically that was the main goal. So, mm. you know, that, that's a great example. Why should someone start a business? Why, why, why did you start a business apart from being able to solve that problem? You know, emotionally, yeah. rationally, why should someone start a business? I think that what the reasons for starting a business will always be quite, will be deeply personal for most people. I don't think many people start a business because they think I want to make loads of money. And if you do, your motivation is going to run, run out quite quick. You know, for me, it was leaving the RAF was a good thing. So I got to spend more time with my family and then I wasn't going away. So for me, it was family flexibility. And I quite like running my own show. I quite like, um, you know, if I want to work a 60 hour a week, which I do sometimes, that's fine because it's my choice. And I'm not tied to a desk nine to five by someone else. I'm not having to work off someone else's decisions and someone else's direction if i fail it's because of me if i succeed it's because of me yeah. and i really like that i like yeah i like to see the success i like to see my hard work yeah because I, you I are very... in complete control right you can work Hopefully, a 60 yeah. hour week for somebody else and a 60 yeah. hour week for yourself and yeah. the amount of the amount of positive you know energy that you get from that 60 hours a week for yourself far outweighs the 60 hours for somebody else right yeah and it, but it can be quite lonely. I don't think running a business is for everyone, which is probably not what you want me to say on your podcast. But <laughs> no, I, I completely um, agree. It is a lonely space. Yeah. I think that something I would say to people is do not be put off because you think you're not qualified. Some of the least qualified people I've seen over these last two years run the most successful businesses. People without MBAs, people who probably didn't even do that well in their GCSEs at school, who are 
absolutely smashing it because they've seen you've got a business if you buy something and then sell it on someone else a commodity a product and as long as you can sell it for more than you bought it for you've got a business it's as simple as that it doesn't need to be you can learn about what net, net and gross mean you can learn about what EBITDA means you can you can just google it you can find everything you can watch a youtube google. video on it right yeah watch a youtube network ask network ask yeah. I had a two-two in geography from university, useless pretty much. Uh, I did then get a master's in HR, which has been helpful. Yeah. But what I like the financial side of things, I rely very heavily on other people, and I just Absolutely. learned it as I've gone along. It's not your core business, so, right? Yeah. I left school at sixteen. Yeah. I didn't do college. I didn't do university. Uh, and we're all successful, right? So uh, I'm a strong, not that I say, hey, don't go to college. I'm a strong yeah. believer that, you don't know. Don't follow education, guys. Yeah, education isn't the be all and end all. You know, it might show that you can do certain things, um, but some people don't exam well and some people do, you know. And I think that actually sometimes MBA students are the least likely to start a business because they've been surrounded by, say, 120 other students for two years. And they think, oh, gosh, I'm no I'm nowhere near the top of this class. Yeah. Like, I, I can't I can't do it. And they know too much. I think naivety if i'm being honest coming into this business was a good thing had i known how hard it is to run a business and just the mountain that was ahead of me and i'm talking about skincare there are far easier businesses to start um i probably would have done it but i wouldn't have gone into it with such enthusiasm and gusto um i think a bit of naivety is not a bad thing absolutely um yeah love it uh hannah from toddle how can people check out your product where can they go well, um, they can go to our website, toddlebornwild.com. Um, Amazon, if you're Amazon Prime, you'll get it um, super quick and obviously cheaper shipping. Not that I should be recommending Amazon, but there you go. There it is. Uh, we are there. Uh, we're also on Friends of Jewels, where we've got a sale on at the moment. Uh, we're part of their New Year sale. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and then hoping to get into bigger retail this year. So we'll be available a bit more sort of on your high street. Uh, but we're in quite a few. As long as the high street stays alive, right? Yeah, and um, we're in quite a few independent retailers which we've got listed on the website. So if you did want to go and see it in real life, because some people, for them, that they need to see skincare Absolutely, in real life, yeah. go and feel it and stuff. It's on the website, so you can go and have a look. Cool. Hey, look, thanks very much for your time, Hannah. Uh, listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. You can listen to all the other episodes on businessownersclub.co. Uh, yep, thanks very much, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.